Okay, what's the best sushi roll? Um, Mexican roll. Mexican roll is good. What's in a Mexican roll? Sh- it's usually shrimp. <clears throat> shrimp like avocado. See, I think, spicy mayo. I think that the best sushi roll, bang for your buck, has to be the spicy tuna roll. Generally, it's not too expensive. Spicy tuna. It's hard. To, it's hard for sushi places to mess that one up. I think yeah. it's pretty good. I'm. I'm weird when it comes to sushi. I don't know raw fish. I'm I'm very picky. JB roll. JB roll is good. Cream cheese and salmon. Can't right. Go wrong with that. Yeah, yeah, cream cheese and salmon. Welcome to the Business on Top podcast with Shane Chernoff, VJ Patel, and Ben Siegel. What is wrong with you? What do you mean? What's wrong with? What's wrong with you? No, what's wrong with you? No, what's wrong with you? You're projecting. You stop projecting on me. Favorite Taco Bell item? Go. Uh, ever or right now? I guess it's the same. Just answer the question. Hello? Uh, Lois, I can't take out the garbage because I'm at the office and, and they're making me stay late. Peter, the caller ID says you're calling from the kitchen. In fact, I can see you. Can you see me now? No. Okay, now I'm at the office. Shane Chernoff. Based on my very informal straw polling, one out of every five people does not pee in the shower. You guys are shower peers, right? I'm a shower peer. Ben Siegel. I like that. Just go right into it. I mean, these guys have been supposedly training, you know, during quarantine. They got a couple weeks of playing against each other, and let's get the season going right here. Wait long enough. VJ Patel. It's the grilled cheese burrito. I think it's the best thing they've ever made. So if if I'm dining in, I'll get Baja Blast. If I'm ordering through the drive-thru, I won't get Baja Blast. The Business on Top Podcast. Arthur, honk if you love justice! Hello, everybody. We're back again. To anyone in Canada listening to us who is a Maple Leafs fan, I'm very sorry. This is the Business on Top podcast, episode two. I can't believe we made it. This is Shane Chernoff, along with my trusty and uh, incomparable co-hosts, Vijay Patel and Ben Siegel. How are you guys doing? Doing great. Yeah. I'm excited for the second episode here. A lot has happened since episode yeah, one. Yeah, really a lot. One, wait, how long has it been? It's been two weeks? Three two, weeks? I would say two weeks, two two weeks on the dot. Yeah. Yeah. I think um, we have a lot to learn. Sports is back. Oh, Sports yes. is back, and we have Sports some live back. score updates for you as we... Uh, break it down here for you guys on this Friday night. Uh, the Marlins are playing the Mets right now. Hey Ben, how's your Orioles prediction doing? I yeah. think on episode oh. one you said I, that the Orioles were not going to win I, a game this year. Yeah, I felt really confident after game one they got smoked by the Red Sox and I was like, alright, I was on to something and I was pretty excited and then game two happened and they won and game three <laughs> happened and they won and then I was like, alright, where's take of the year by I think me. you should do Winless a Orioles. public apology to the No, Baltimore I'm not going to apologize. They're still not a great team they just won a couple games so all right all right i'll give them that i didn't think they'd actually go winless but if there was ever a year it'd be this year to not win a game in a short that's season. tough in the mlb though going oh and anything is yeah. very tough in a yeah. i would say to do it it's hard to go undefeated and it's hard to go winless usually you're going to skew towards 500 and as we sit here in the bottom of the sixth the Orioles are ahead eight nothing on the defending champion Washington Nationals. <laughs> what, what, what's the Orioles' record as of? Today? They are five and seven. Yeah. So Shoot. your prediction all right. lasted all of twenty four hours. So congratulations. Whatever. On that all one. that matters is the Yankees are nine and three. Yeah. Right now, so our predictions came through. So far, yeah. So far, so good for the World Series predictions. But the the winless 
I'll take the L, I guess, on that. When you want great sports analysis, and when I say great, I mean awful sports analysis, you know where to go. <laughs> Come Bus- to this corner. The Business on Top ben- Ben's corner. podcast. <laughs> oh, we're not lying. I mean, oh, also, the Twins are somehow... Well, I guess we kind of predict. Uh, that's a thing. I was always like ten and three. I've been high on the twins. If you follow me on Instagram and you remember the beginning of quarantine, where I was doing shots and giving you baseball analysis, I said the team, <laughs> the twins were a team that was really going to surprise you out of the NL Central. Max Kepler, yeah, big Kepler. Well, that's guy. what we said. We said the AL Central would be the division that. Uh, we said the Indians or the Twins would be the division that someone could sneak out of. And, oh, that's right. Yeah. yeah. So far. Uh, so we go into episode two after uh, episode one, and I think with any show, um, you have to take a little bit of time to find your voice. And when we finished up the podcast, I think we were happy about some parts and uh, thought we could improve in others. Uh, this is going to improve, I think, with anything. If you pra- practice makes perfect, the more that we do it, the more that, the more that it'll improve. But uh, I was curious to know what your guys' thoughts were on episode one once we finally got it in the can and posted it. Well, I mean, I, I thought it was pretty good for a first episode of any podcast. You know, just like you were saying, we got to find the flow and kind of work with what we have. I've been actually watching a lot of part of my take in the last couple of weeks just to see how they do things. And they're freaking hilarious. Yeah, they're, I they're think the pinnacle of well, well, not pinnacle, but like it's one of the best We're podcasts. the pinnacle. Speaking of which, we're the know, pinnacle. Did you know there are, I think there are over a million podcasts in the world right now? That's podcasts interesting. I, I heard there's 30 they, million start, episodes yeah, in total it. in the world. I've got I my sister it. begging me to come yeah. on this podcast. <laughs> That's what yeah. I'm, I'm just going to keep kicking that can down the road. I keep telling her I'm getting to her. And, I'm getting to her. <laughs> well, and, especially quarantine. I mean, everyone's, you know, they're running out of Netflix shows. They're running out of TV shows. So a lot of people are turning to podcasts to pass the time by or, you know, if they're going for walks or or anything so i think a lot of people are i think the podcast market's a good market to get into and i think we have good content that people will want to hear and that's why we started this podcast yeah you you would think that people say it's saturated market and you know people are starting podcasts out of nowhere and it's just another podcast but i think especially in the sports world it's good to have it because there are different perspectives like there's players perspectives that like um, C.J. McCollum of the the Rockets, yeah. uh, Rockets, right? Blazers, 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 Blazers. Um, he has a podcast, and he was on part of my take, and he he's got a about, that's pretty good podcast. I know like, I have that, to listen that guy to knows it. good content. J.J. Yeah. Redick just started one, uh, but like you can hear different perspectives from different teams, interviews with different coaches, and like just people who know other people in the industries, and it's just. Yeah, and that's what we want this to be. We want this to be something that is interesting topics discussed by interesting people. We were hoping that we would have a guest by episode two. Like I said, we're working on that, pulling some back channels behind the scenes. Jeff Bezos is going to join us in the next segment. Um, he's or something talk close about to Jeff Bezos. How we started. Yeah, by Jeff Bezos, I mean the three of us for the next uh, 45 minutes or so. But was there, was there anything that you guys thought of that you thought you could improve on because while I was working on the opening for our show, which uh, you'll hear in its very raw form, we're going to work on improving that um, afterwards. One of the things that I noticed was I could not help jumping down your guys' throats every time you start off. I with agree. An idea. I agree. Agree. Yeah. It just, we oh, we needed. We needed. Um, let me just start. I think episode one went a lot better than I'll be honest. Than I expect. I thought it came out really well, at least for our first episode. I think we need a little more you know, back and forth talking wise and 
kind of disappointed in myself that I feel like it wasn't as funny as it wasn't, I, I, it wasn't, I, guess, I think we were just held back because we, we were held back to expect yeah. well here's what happened you were held back because of me because I'm a, a failure yeah so we're blaming uh, this all on Shane Chernoff so <laughs> in case anyone's listening it is my fault because I'm a failure in radio <laughs> and uh, I have trained these two to be nothing but abject failures no no let's be serious as well. this podcast would not be here without you so we, we yeah. have to like we have to set our boundaries <laughs> this yeah, podcast don't. wouldn't be here without Trulies and White Claws I'll well that's not that's also true yeah. Is that an ad? Or yeah, it's truly in White Claw. Give us free stuff, please. <laughs> truly CEO, next up on the podcast. I just think, you know, it's where we'll be learning as we go, and we'll take things from each episode, and we'll change it, and we'll improve on things we need to improve on, or we'll keep things way that, if, if they're good enough, we'll keep it the same. And I think that's all about, not, not just podcasts, but... Anything you do, you just got to, I mean, all you can expect is improvement from each episode or from the last time you do it. A couple of exciting things that we have for you. We're going to play a little game in the next segment. We're going to actually play two games in the next segment. There's one that we're going to do. We are selecting a team of sitcom characters to go into the bubble and take on NBA players. VJ and I will be doing the first annual Business on Top sitcom basketball draft. And then after that, we are going to play a game called Get Out of Here, where I go on a rant about something that really pisses me off. So you're going to want to stick around for that one. I might have to adjust the levels on that. Make sure you turn your speakers down before the start of that segment. Put headphones in. Or take your headphones out. Yeah, or take out. Take your headphones out, because you'll definitely be able to hear it. So One of the things that we talked about towards the end of the first podcast that I um, was captivated by and this was something that you said towards the end of the show, was do you think you can succeed without a college degree in in this current climate? And I think that question is hard to answer now that we're in the middle of a pandemic. But it's something that I wanted to kind of farm out to you guys and discuss because we were born to parents who did not necessarily need a college degree. Um, the, The rate of adults who ended up getting college degrees was a lot less in our parents' generations who were born in the 1950s, the 1960s, who could go out, get a job, um, the market was was flowing well, and it, it wasn't as competitive in terms of people who had college degrees. Having a college degree in the past put you ahead, and I think at this point in our, in our lives and, and really where we are in 2020, I would say really most everybody has a college degree and you're almost behind if you don't have it. But well, yeah, I, I think the problem, it, there's a misconception on if college, like, I think a lot of kids come out of college thinking like it's going to be given to them, like a job's going to be given to them. Yeah. Um, and and that, that thing, that's the biggest myth of, yeah. you know, having college. Yeah. College uh, really doesn't, degrees. I mean, let's be real. College doesn't teach us a lot of real life. You, like the, the what what really happens in teaches the adult you how to world? Drink. It's not, teach, yeah, drink. Yeah, yeah. What did well, you learn? Yeah. What did you learn? That's what I learned. A lot of that. Ordering Jimmy John's at two a.m. I got yeah. really good. At I learned. That. Yeah, I mean, you know what what your alcohol intake level is in college and freshman year. You know how to put on fifteen pounds, or in my case, thirty pounds, really easy. But <laughs> I just think that I don't know. College doesn't prepare you for real life, right? A lot of the classes you take in college have. No use. I yeah. think, I think uh, college prepares you how to be an adult, but it doesn't necessarily prepare you for that's, the career that's that a good point. you're yeah. about to have. It'll mature you, but things like a job or even little things like health, like 
once you're uh, 26 and you're off your parents' health insurance, like health insurance is something you need. Right. Mm-hmm. And you don't learn about. Yeah. Know, it's something that's also incredibly expensive. Ex- yes. Um, yes. And I think, and one of the things you do learn is time management. I think yes. time management and networking with other people, learning how to talk to people yeah. both through think learn- work, like face to face. And also you take professional business, professional uh, writing and Mm-hmm. Um, speaking classes that will help you in the future and that's and just something you learn interacting with other adults that you hadn't previously been with you know a lot of the time I mean I, I know growing up that just living with my parents there were certain things that I didn't know about and once I was able to expand my horizons and talk to you know interesting people in college about interesting things it allowed me to somewhat open up and and my interpersonal skills beha- became better yeah. but you know that alone isn't isn't going to guarantee you a job no yeah. uh, no, but, no but what's happened now is I think it's almost like a reversal <laughs> where there are a lot of availabilities for mechanical vocational mm-hmm schools for people and i think there's a lot of pressure on people to go to college whereas there are a lot of alternate alternate avenues for for people out there these days yeah i think a college degree it doesn't a college degree is needed in my opinion not not because it'll necessarily help you with the job you get it's needed to open the door for you to get an interview because let's be real i mean if you're turning in your resume with a hundred other applicants and you don't have a degree um i mean it's also a good plan B, just yeah. in case. Like, let's say you want to start your own business, and let's you know, it, a lot of small businesses, eighty percent fail. Yeah. So you need a backup plan. Yeah. And having a degree will help you there. Now, front. do I think that's required to have a degree to be successful? No. Not at all. No. But I think the reality is, as employers, that's like that's the number one vetting. I would guess as an employer is like they they're looking at your resume and they're seeing you know it's not even where you got your or whoever no no but I'm saying it's not even like a person it's literally now they have scanners like computer scanners yeah look through your resume they're out so legit algorithms that phase things out so you got to think like a degree is probably one of the boxes it looks for right for uh, graduating from a university wherever that may be. that's that's the sad part is I think it's you need it to as a foot in the door. We're interviewing the job computer next segment. Yeah, coming up next, uh, job Watson. job algorithm computer, <laughs> IBM Watson. Uh, next guest on the next guest on the podcast, Frankie, get him on. Uh, I think the one thought that I just kind of want to leave you guys with, and and this is really my opinion, and it it really does come from uh, I guess experience, but. A lot of the time, getting a job is not necessarily a meritocracy. The most qualified applicant doesn't always get the jobs. I think a lot of the time, it's about relationships and who you know. And that's, it's not a fair system, but I think it's it's the way that our system works today. And, you know, when people ask me about how I got my job, you know, I actually was lucky enough to get my job because I maintained a friendship with somebody who had landed at the spot that that I am at now. Uh, So the thing that I, I tell people or really just inquiring minds, although no one really cares about my input, is that just be a good person, be yeah. a good man or a good good woman, because you be never nice. you never know how that's going to come back uh, around and, and reward you in the future. You know, if if you be friendly to people and um, you treat people how you want to be treated, you never know whose advice you're going to need, whose help you're going to need down down the road. Um, and I think that's that's probably the most important thing I've always tried to live my life just being the best man that I can be and uh, so far so good the three of us are, are living the dream here I agree yeah. and I like, I completely agree and I think one of the things that we 
take for granted when we're in college. And for all of you that are in college right now, a few pointers is like make as many friends as you can. Don't ever burn yeah. bridges. Yes. And also utilize the resources you have at, in college because there are a lot that people don't even know about in mm -hmm. college. Your career resource center that help you with mock interviews, resumes. And I know thousands of kids don't know about that. Yeah. And I didn't. You need to use it. I wish I took that stuff more seriously. I know. Yeah. Like through my major, we had to get our resume, you know, we had to go through a, like get your resume through right. the career fair and all that stuff. And like, you just kind of, I mean, I did, unfortunately, like kind of just make one and just kind of like, kind of BS your Test way the through waters. it, right? right? Yeah, figure and it out. I, yeah, I wish I took that a little bit more serious. Would it have helped? Probably. There's no guarantees. Yeah. So, but, yeah. Right? Here, here's here's the thing. 21-year-olds and 22-year-olds are going to be 21 and 22-year-olds. Right. right. But class of 2020, class of 2021, best of luck to you. It's not it's not easy going through this in Especially a pandemic. Now, so, yeah. you know, we're sticking with you. Hang tough and, and do your best. But uh, coming up next, we're going to do something a little bit more fun. We've got Get Out of Here. We've got the sitcom basketball draft. Stick around. It's coming Let's up. Go. Man. <laughs> go. Man. No, back I mean... I experienced it firsthand, especially in sports. Sports is not like doesn't matter your GPA. I mean, it matters to an extent, but your GPA or you're in a tough you field are, though. It's all about who you know. Yeah. And I learned the hard way that if you don't know really someone high up, there's only X amount of jobs in sports, whether it's pros or college. And if all those jobs are filled, that's shit true. out of luck. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Shit out of luck. They're not going to create jobs for for people. And that's what that's that, what brings that's back what my I, point. Yeah, that's that's what, I'm what I wish. We were kind of told in college is like, there's they they make it sound like, you know, if you if you want to be a GM or if you want to do this and you don't do it, like go do this or go yeah. do that. It's like okay, those jobs are filled too. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. like it, sports teams don't own. open no matter how good you are unless you know someone high up. Their likelihood of them opening or creating it, it's sports is all about right place, right time. Right. No, absolutely. Timing is even in regular jobs though. Yeah. You, you know, you know the person, but. The timing could not be right at one yeah. time. Yeah, but at least like in like a like business or other like even the medical field, you have more job potential job openings just yeah. because of the places that you can apply to. Like right. in sports, if you're going the pro route, Oof. there's X amount of teams, there's X amount of spots. If you're going the college route, it's the same thing. There's you, only certain and you know it because you've been through it. So. Yeah. Oh, I've been yeah. through it multiple times. Yeah. Welcome back. The Business on Top podcast. We're doing this episode sound only. We are sound only today. We will post on our YouTube channel, but you will not get any video from us. Just so you guys know, to paint a picture, all three of us are at the table in my apartment. We are all completely naked. Uh, yes. So no, clo no clothes for us going... Wait, wait, suits. We're wearing suits. No, Nothing else. Though. Well, we were wearing suits, but now we're completely naked. We've, we've, got, we've got nothing on. I've got some socks on, but that's about it. <laughs> Because we got the thermostat down at like 68. Why not uh, one more? Yeah, so that's fun. Right now, Ben has a Yankees update for us. Ben, what do you yeah, got for no. us? They sh Gary Sanchez struck out with the bases loaded. Let's let's lead into our next segment. The Yankees <laughs> fucking suck right now. He's a prophet. He okay. knew it was going to happen. Yeah, I called it. I told you. <laughs> okay, so fun, fun talk over the break, and now we're going to lead into what I think is one of our most creative segments out of the five that we've only ever done. This is the... NBA sitcom basketball draft. VJ and I are sending two teams of our sitcom characters. We are loading up a squad. We're sending them into the bubble to take on the rest of the NBA teams that are in there. What do you guys think about potentially 
getting on in the in the virtual crowd. Have you seen some of the the virtual NBA uh, Zoom stands yeah. lately? Yeah, I think what we think should about do it? it. All you got to do is apply. I think you just it's an application process, and I don't know what they review, but you get it approved, and then you're one of the fans. I'd say you can't. I think it'd be fun. I'd be curious yeah. to know like what the standards are. I wonder. <laughs> we should do another segment called "This Guy Actually Has a Job for This." I can't believe that someone's job at the NBA yeah. is to look through applications of yeah. random. And what did what did that guy go to college for? Like what what did he major in? Or did he not go to college? Yeah. Or did he Wait, not go to is there college? a cost for it too, or is it just? I no, think I it's think just. Free. Yeah, it's free. Oh, we got to get it on there, huh? Yeah, we got to get we got to get on there. We Let's have talk to talk to Adam Silver. Just email him. Adam Adam Silver. Next up on the podcast, I'm going to spam him right now. I would like to. Well, our Knicks are not playing in any of these games, but I would love to oh. hop on uh, hop on a Lakers, Lakers game. Yeah, hang out with what little was Lil Wayne doing uh, when yeah, Lakers was, games yep, recently. Lil Wayne was uh, at a, at the Lakers one. I think we should wait. We should try. I don't know if they're going to do the same format for the playoffs, but I think it'd be pretty cool if we got into a playoff virtual fan setting who is hmm. one celebrity or a famous person you guys can't say Derek Jeter this is outside the sports world now okay which celebrity would you pick to uh hang out on a zoom with and uh be in the crowd for an NBA bubble game off the top of my head I don't know why I'm thinking of this now but Tom Cruise Tom, look Tom he's Cruise cra- he's Tom like- Cruise is fun yeah and Tom Cruise has a ton of energy and one fun fact that I think not a lot of people know or appreciate when you guys know Wilford Brimley, diabetes guy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So may he rest in peace. He actually died recently. But <laughs> Tom Cruise, when he filmed, I think, the second Jack Reacher, he was as old as Wilford Brimley was oh, in Cocoon. My. Tom Cruise is one of those guys who has just aged surprisingly well. And we, I guess, can all hope that we would age as well as him as yeah. we uh, head into our 30s here. Very dynamic, too. And he does all his stunts. Yeah, ben, how about that's you? That's pretty sick. Uh, first name that came to mind was Mark Cuban. That, well, oh, you you already went oh, with somebody went. who's involved in the NBA. That's interesting. Right. Yeah. Well, That'd be great it was too. just anyone, wasn't it? It was just yeah, yeah. I, I th- wow. Why did I say that? that <laughs> Shark Tank superstar I can give you. I some would definitely, uh, business advice. Can yeah, I get a second pick? I would, or no? I would definitely <laughs> take someone else if you want. I haven't I haven't had mine yet. But go no, ahead. No, no, no. no. I feel going. like there's very <laughs> few billionaires that seem as relatable as Mark Cuban does. Well, yeah, he was, I think, just a regular guy until yeah. he took advantage of the internet boom. But yeah, he's, um, he's active on social media. He's he's knowledgeable of, about everything and anything, and he's a successful businessman man who has multiple you know companies he owns. He owns the Mavericks. I think that would be uh, uh, unbelievable to pick his brain and I'll sit in a virtual setting. I'll tell you what he has. The guy's got charisma. But another guy who has even more charisma than him, Shia LaBeouf. Is that oh you? Shot, you guys are yeah. just you guys would be just yelling just do or your shirts off in the virtual stands. I mean, uh, isn't that what the NBA it. wants? <laughs> fans? All about it. Doesn't the NBA want fans who are passionate or willing to be energetic? I mean, this guy brings the energy in every single role that he has. I mean, full commitment, full on 100%, you will get him in NBA fan character. And that guy, no matter what, he's going to be a good time. Best right. Shia LaBeouf fil- film. Oh, uh, favorite, favorite. He was in Holes, right? Yeah, 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 it was him. Liked Holes. Also liked Transformers. Yeah, those. Are, I'll be honest; those are the only two that comes that I thought. Of. He did. He did a recent one where he was he played his father. Yeah, he won. Yeah, I think he won some awards for some, a well, serious role he just recently. Eagle played. Eye was pretty good too. Eagle Eye was Eagle Eye, Eye. underrated. Very movie underrated. Two thousand eight. 
never saw it. You got to watch it. It's pretty good. All right. Uh, next segment, we watch Eagle Eye. But <laughs> before that, Commissioner Ben Siegel is with us. He is here to announce the 2020 NBA Bubble Draft. Team owners VJ Patel and myself, Shane Chernoff, are waiting at the podium. I have the first pick. Uh, and he, the commissioner is here to announce who is on the clock. Shane Chernoff is now on the clock. Um, with the first pick in the 2020 Business on Top NBA Bubble Draft, Shane Chernoff selects Will Smith of the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. Look, this guy was an incredible point guard. He led their high school. He had Carlton Banks in the backcourt, and he led this team to a fantastic run, put the team on his back. Uh, it's a guy that's going to score buckets, score at will in the fourth quarter. No pun intended. Will Smith is my guy. I'm going to take him as my stretch four, and I think he's going to lead this team to victory. I must add, he had an impressive highlight reel in the, in the opening of Fresh Prince. You could see him. He's taken, what is it, one on five in the pickup game? In West Philadelphia, born yeah, and raised. Yeah, so. On the playground, that's where great, he spent most of his days. Great first pick with uh, Will Smith. So next pick in round one, we'll go to Team Vijay Patel. All right. So I, with the first pick on my team, I am going to go with Jim Halpert from The Office. Good pick. John Krasinski. He's a very agile, very dynamic player. And as good score, good, good score, score inside and out, inside and win. out. Had a nice jump shot. I don't know if you guys saw that in the episode, but also very physical down low. Good trip. Threw some have. bows. Very, very nice. Also, like good team guy. He's somebody that you want to have around. He's he's one of those guys that you can't really hate. You just appreciate I, his his lunch pail effort around I, the rim. <laughs> I agree. Good sense of humor too. All right. So that will conclude round one. We will move directly into round two, and we will start round two off with Team Shane Chernoff. <laughs> All right, and with the our second pick, first pick of the second round in the NBA bubble draft, Team Chernoff would like to select A.C. Slater. Whoa. A.C. Slater, uh, the jock of Saved by the Bell, he was a wrestler. He was the quarterback of the football team. He was even on the basketball team in one episode. We got a nice sample size of athletic ability. I think AC is, is one of those guys who really can put a jolt in your team, give you a lot of energy, somebody that's just going to be really strong, get into the basket, scoring at will. So I'm going to go with AC Slater. Are both your uh, first two picks going to be in your backcourt? What positions are you thinking for... Well, the great thing about AC is that he's just so versatile. You could really put him anywhere. anywhere. I think AC is your classic swingman who you could have at the three. You could put him at the two. And if you want to play some things around and you want to go big at the one, you could you could put him there as well. Like um, Albert Clifford Slater. I mean, that guy is, uh, is a force <laughs> to be reckoned with uh, in the backcourt. Good pick, good pick. And we will conclude round two with Wait, the uh, second pick in uh, the round. For team VJ Patel. Oh, okay. So my second pick is a, it's a different pick here. Uh, not a lot of people know about it, I don't think. But Jung Kim from Kim's Convenience on Netflix. Yeah, you're gonna uh, have to give your own scout so report on. His name is Simulu, the actor. Jung Kim is very dynamic. I think in the intro of Kim's Convenience, you could see him uh, shoot some shoot, shoot some shots on the in the in the basket and. You can see that he's a, he's very strong in the show. He can he can do a little. He can he has a jump shot. He can play down low. He can 
It's it's almost like a Jim Halpert in a way. So we have two dynamic players already. You have two start. two vers- so we, versatile guys who are good wherever. scorers inside and out. Play on both sides right, of the ball. Right. Very hard nosed lunch pail guys who are just going to get you really <laughs> solid efforts on both ends of the floor. Those those are the guys you want. You you don't want guys that are pegged into exactly. one position on the floor. So as you both you guys are going that look, route with uh, both your first two picks. Look in right. the NBA, especially come playoff time, you need guys who are going to play hero ball for you, and those yeah. are those are two guys that are not afraid to step up in crunch time. Yeah. How about that utility you know yeah all right all right starting round three we will swing it back to team Chernoff. with the third pick for team Chernoff, we are going with ac slater's best friend zach morris Ooh. also from saved by the bell wow. one of the most chemistry. popular students at bayside high uh, got a great charm uh definitely with the star power he'll get everybody to tune in uh, he has that special ability to call time out and freeze everyone else around him, allowing him to get easy penetration to the bucket. Somebody that will really rally his teammates around him. And really, when you want when you go into the NBA playoffs is solid guard play. And yep. I think Zach Morris really, really gives you the ability to generate easy points, especially in the third and fourth quarter when uh, the defense really tightens up. So. Yep. Zach Morris, Yo, third overall pick. chemistry as well coming in. Not No chemistry needed between A.C. Slater and Zach Morris. BFFs for life. Uh, Absolutely. Absolutely. From day one. Anytime you have two best friends, they have this connection where they know where they are on the floor and they see plays develop before they happen. Yep. So I, I'm, I'm thinking a lot of give and goes, good running of pick and rolls between uh, A.C. and Zach. I think they're going to be able to make a really strong impact and probably will match up well against LeBron and Anthony Davis. Yep, I like it, I like it. So we will finish round three with the last pick in the round with Team Patel. All right, well, my third pick, I'm going to go with uh, Joey Tribbiani oh, from Friends. Friends. All right. I know everyone knows him. Uh, this is more of a wild card pick for me because we've never actually seen him play basketball, but we've seen him play football in one of the episodes, and I, I could see the athleticism in him. I don't think he's very Look, the tall. guy's just a beefcake, so if you want, if you want physical exactly. play, yeah. Yeah. go with the ball to him here. in the post and let him go to work. Let's go. Yeah, and he, he's got that charisma. You could probably catch some people off guard. Who knows, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, strong, a strong male figure, just yeah. distracting with that smile. Can't I mean, strength. I don't know. Strength. Right. If I wasn't naked, I would have taken my suit off already. I'm getting excited <laughs> over here. But yeah, jo- Joseph Tribbiani. All right. Oh, I like it. So we will start round four. Uh, and we will pass it back over to Team Chernoff. So, so far, Team Chernoff has a four, and then they have their backcourt. One of the things that I think we need is a center. So I am taking Dr. Cosmo Kramer, the ass man from Seinfeld, to be our center. A high-energy guy who's going to crash the boards, give you a lot of rebounds, might not fill it up on any given night, but he's your classic glue guy. He's going to get everybody excited. He's going to get everybody motivated. And when you need him in a pinch, what a loyal friend that guy is. Similar to Rodman, you know, the Rodman to the Jordan and Pippen. Right. you got Kramer to your A.C. Slater, Zach Morris. Enough. You know, just a guy who's going to do the dirty work down low and... You know, let let the two stars and the two uh, pretty boys shine. The guy, court. the guy's a real bruiser, and I think one of the things about Kramer is that he's just so underappreciated in his ability to fly under the radar. Um, like a Draymond Green type is yep. is someone that is going to help Team Chernoff go far in these NBA bubble playoffs. Glue guy might get teed up here every now and then, but you know what? You'll take it because uh, you know he'll have your back in a fight or uh, on the court. And we will finish off round four with Team Patel. All right, with my fourth pick, 
I'm going to go with Andrew Ali. Oh, wow. Space no, that was my pick. Well, that was my pick. Listen, this is one that uh, we've never seen actual footage of her playing, but I feel like her in Space Force being, uh, I think she's an Air Force pilot, could be another one of those dynamic players that we that I've got on my team, you know? play anywhere on the field that's absolutely the, right the, the ambitious Sorry. the ambitious yeah. helicopter the pilot the, draft, the sleeper it could be a sleeper who knows i think uh, uh yeah that's I my sleeper actually that's why pick. i picked her all right angela ali for the sleeper she's gonna pick. be yeah. the, the luka Doncic. if she can fly helicopter i'm sure she's got range she can step out hit a couple of three-pointers yeah. and probably get you a get you a couple dishes in your backcourt maybe give out some pretty good assists Very smart. Yep. angela ali yep. we will be starting round five now with team turnoff and this is going to be the last round. We have just selected our starting five. And my last pick, I needed someone who could fill in at the three. Somebody mid-size. Somebody that could has some speed and somebody that might fly under the radar. I'm going with Hank Hill. Oh. Master salesman of propane and propane. <laughs> Damn it, Bobby. Damn it, Bobby. Damn it, Ben. Damn it, VJ. <laughs> The star running back in high school before a knee injury took him out of action. He's fresh out of surgery. He's ready to go. Hank Hill is somebody that I think is going to stretch out both ends of the floor, really going to to push the pace with his running back level speed. And his dribbling ability is really going to get give defenses fits here in the NBA bubble playoffs. So I'll, I'll turn it over to VJ for his last pick. I would love to be in the club. If Hank Hill and Kramer were to win the championship, I would love to see that post-game celebration because they are <laughs> Hank going to and Kramer in the club. <laughs> oh man, who wouldn't want to be a part of that? With the last pick in round five, rounding out his team as well, we will pass over to Team Patel. All right, I think the last oh, man. This one's hard. I, I think I'm going to go with the old Stanley Hudson. Wow, the secret okay? weapon the of Dunder Mifflin of Michael Scott's secret weapon. In the office, I think he's going to have a good chemistry with good old Jim Halpert on the field. You never know what you're going to get. Fantastic honestly. dribbler. He's in those Cheerios commercials now, if, so you have to expect that uh, he's going to be healthy. Is he he's actually heart healthy. Cheer- yeah. He's heart yeah, healthy. He he's in these Cheerios commercials now. So you, you have an endorsement deal right off the bat. I think specifically Honey Nut Cheerios. He's been working I, with the B on some dribble techniques. Just a very good penetrator. Just a guy that will really just slice and dice in the paint and uh, give defenses fits. Yeah. All right. Well, that's uh, those are your guys' starting five to go against. Uh, that, that was with our bench player, I think, right? We've we've got we've got a couple of bench players. If you're taking one, real quick, five seconds. Who are you taking? Jackie Chan. Good call. Um, actually, no. Stanley Hudson was my from Jackie Chan Adventures. I mean, it, that guy, like, just with the intangible abilities, <laughs> he's he's gonna he's give got you, the hands, you know. He, he's gonna give you a little bit of everything with Jackie Chan. Any given night, he's gonna produce for you. And my last bench player, I'm going to go with Gerald Johansson from Hey Arnold. We all remember the great trick play that they ran against the fifth graders in the vacant lot. How they were able to win. Arnold throws a uh, dime pass on the reverse, and Gerald makes the diving catch for the touchdown. I think his athleticism is going to translate, and I think Team Chernoff is going to be a formidable force uh, here in the bubble. Coming up next, get out of here. EA Sports. It's in the game. EA Sports. It's in the game. EA Sports. It's in the game. <laughs> oh, God, I'm so bad. <laughs> All right, so 
I think we're going to start a new segment. Don't know if it's going to be every episode, probably, hopefully every other, if you guys like listening to it and uh, enjoy what we talk about. But it's going to be titled Shower Thoughts. So in episode one, we kind of talked about how, um, you know, in the shower or on long drives, we do our best thinking and we come up with random shit we think about. You so, think of random shit, exactly. Yeah, random shit that you probably don't talk about with anyone. It's just in your head and we're going to talk about well, it. Well, we're going to see, yeah, that's exactly what we're going to do. We're yeah. going to set it out into, into the open right now. We're so, going to talk about a couple of our shower thoughts. Yeah. Emphasis this on your random idea. shit. Yes. I, I will take full credit for for the, the random shit you're about to hear come out of my mouth thanks to this segment. So, do you guys think... Have you guys ever thought about how many people, like in the 1300s, 1200s, even before that, tried all the shit that we know now that is inedible that they probably tried and thought was food i actually have thought about that because the one thing that i think about is when you put like mint in a dessert or a cheesecake and it's like you see the cheesecake you know the cheesecake is delicious but it looks like there's just this leaf and it's like who the hell decided to pull this off of a plant yeah like chew on it and be like i'm gonna make dessert out of this yeah no it's not poisonous yeah right no but that's the thing is like think about how many people tried plants thinking like oh mint is edible but they tried poison ivy and their fucking throat swelled up Um, this looks similar (laughs) enough yeah but no the main one i think of is you know like i think in high school we should be learning about like in 1493, John Smith decided to eat the container that his milk was in. Uh, it looked clear and it looked tasty, so he decided to chew on glass. Uh, you know, after three weeks of shitting, but nothing, nothing but blood. John Smith deemed glass inedible for the human race, and that's why we don't eat glass. You know, it, it's funny because I think so many of our inventions uh, occurred by accident. And think about just how much trial and error that had to yeah. uh, involve. Like, think about all the stuff that we know not to eat: glass, mulch, like cardboard. Think about all the people that ate that. Well, some of that stuff not, is man-made. Well, so, yeah, some of that I know. Stuff some is of that's, but, like, but something naturally occurring. Yeah. How many mushrooms? Like, sure, how do yeah. we figure out what mushrooms rocks? are safe to eat? Think about rocks. Like rocks, people were like teeth were falling out. Like no <laughs> one. Like all the stuff, anything you could think of, met like anything. People were eating. I want to. I, I think we should be learning. We should have learned who those people are, and those names should be passed down through history. Speaking of which, who figured out dentistry? Like, who is the one that was like, "Oh, we need these. We need these things to yeah. chew. If How we do we take, keep them healthy?" Yeah. If we don't take care of our teeth, um, they'll stay in our mouth rather than falling out and turning black or brown. Hang you know, on. like uh, yeah, you, well, I told you, it's it's, it's, it's random shit. Just think about all. The stuff that we just know not to eat, and all the people who ate it before us, thankfully, telling us do not eat this because I I had to look up who invented what do you, what did you look up Pierre Fouchard? Is that did who he eat glass? Is huh? he the guy who ate glass? They say he's the fa- the father of modern dentistry. Oh, oh dentistry. No. See, I, I take it a little. I, oh, I think I went a little bit back. more. I no, I went a little oh. bit more micro. I think oh. he went macro. William Niebergall was the inventor of toothpaste uh, and a, apparently cavity prevention. Oh, that's weird. Yeah, see, that. no one knows his name, but that's a guy who is a huge part of, you know, 
yeah history hygiene. history um and is somebody that is hopefully a part of your daily routine yeah. every day yeah if you brush your teeth thank william niebergall yes. and you'll be able to because he's going to be on episode three of this <laughs> podcast so going further back it says that in a 2017 study suggests that 130,000 years ago the neanderthals already used rudimentary dentistry tools so it's been yeah here for so, a long all right, time so, so not years. even pre-homo sapiens yeah. we had we had yeah. dentistry all right so neanderthals. maybe, maybe what the hell we wouldn't have known their names to they credit floss? them due to you know <laughs> not making things in that but it doesn't even like you said dentistry like it doesn't even have to be what's edible and what's not edible like um smells like this smells good or this doesn't smell good right. like, a perfume yeah think of like isn't that crazy that mm-hmm. someone in history did this and we learned whether to to continue doing it or to not do it but well, we were all like hunters and gatherers back like way back when we were all like, yeah so we didn't need so we, we didn't need to like, smell great i'm just trying to figure out who was the one that that uh, figured out you could mix like sandalwood and a bunch yeah. of other crap? Right, and yeah. you, right. Wow, you're gonna smell delicious and like turn women on, yeah. or you're gonna have a good See, perfume and like turn that's men on. That's my thought. I that's my shower thought. Wow. Who was messing around? That's with that? yeah. yeah. That's some good stuff. Yeah, don't right you want to know like John Smith mm-hmm. or yeah. George, whoever I, you said for dentistry? Yeah, the, yeah. you know, per- perfume segment next week for sure. Yeah. Perfume cologne segment. Lightning round though. I'm gonna go around to each of you. What is your your favorite? What's your go-to cologne? Um, I so I use I have Cool Water, so I have two. Cool Water is uh, one that I I happen to enjoy and I think is uh, uh, objectively a good cologne. And I also like Armani Code, uh, pretty good pretty good cologne as well. V, uh, do you have one? I have Armani Code and also Dolce and Gabbana, the one. I haven't tried that one. I'll will, have to. Yeah, I'll bring that over next time, but it's a very good we'll one. We'll do scent test. Scent we test. spray each other's cologne next. <laughs> no, I need I need multiple I need multiple colognes. Wow. My go-to um I think it's called it's a French it's like Jean-Paul Gaultier. Wow, fancy. Smells, yeah, it's is that the blue one yeah, with like blue. the? It looks like a, a, a guy's body. body. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. 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 I've never seen that. I'll yeah. gotta check that out. Well, well, did you guys ever use Axe in um, middle school oh. and high school? Yeah, like oh, a man. can a day. I I, re- I remember uh, one of my good friends who may come on the podcast uh, with us one day soon. Uh, man, we sprayed an entire classroom full of Axe yeah. before the rest of the class got there. Just, <laughs> and I remember a couple of girls and uh, some, some of the other guys in the back were like coughing because we sprayed just entirely too much of it. If and I think t- everything smelled like Axe body spray Phoenix. Yeah, if you took PE in middle school, you had a can of Axe in your backpack. And it, it, it doesn't go well with sweat, I will it, tell no, you. No, it doesn't cover up. It, sure. it doesn't cover up it's sweat. Bad. No, it's just both. No. <laughs> it, it's sweat with a hint yeah. of axe. Yeah. Take a shower. True, true or false, every middle school uh, boys' gym locker room from 2002 to 2008 smelled like axe body spray. Oh, true. 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 Absolutely No true. debate. But Do you guys want to play axe. Get or Out of Old here? Spice. I, I don't know if well, Old Spice was part of was it was yeah. around then. Old Spice, I'd say, uh, was well, with axe. I can't okay. do the whistle, otherwise I would go. Wait, do you guys want to do? Sho- you guys want to chime in on your shower thoughts? I do have some shower thoughts. You make a good point. Yeah, yeah. Oh, you My, I have two shower thoughts. Oh. First one, shower thought. T- do one now, and then one we'll do for the well, next. We'll save. We'll save for the next yeah. segment. First shower thought. 
I have no idea where the hell my passport went when the three of us got back from Toronto. Oh. I don't know where it is. I haven't seen it. I haven't needed it because two I, weeks later we got into a pandemic. I can't wait to like tell everyone. I, I don't about know when this. I'm going to be able to even leave the country next year. <laughs> There's so, definitely a Shane Chernoff who's flying abroad right now who's disguised as <laughs> no. you. Yeah, because yeah, because he he has a, a, a better passport too. and probably. Uh, more more countries are going to allow them in because it's a non-American passport. We, we can talk about that another time. What well, is your shower thought, VJ Patel? My thought, it's a little bit, I guess it's a shower thought. Um, have you always, have you guys ever driven somewhere, got to your destination, and was like, how the hell did I yes. get here? Oh, yes. I think there's a phenomenon that's known as that. Hang on, I'm going to look yeah, it up. It's, yeah. it's pretty scary when you're driving and you're like, whoa, how did I get here? Like, you're, how did I not get in a crash? I don't even know how I got here. That's what I'm saying. You're just so used to It's instinctive that you've gone from point A to point B every day for a long time. Yeah. Or, you know, you've been to the destination so many times that you just yeah You, just you blank black out. out. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I've, I've done that. I've thought sure. about that so it, many it's times. It's almost, yeah, it's almost like a muscle memory thing. The more you it's do scary, something. It's scary, though. Yeah. Yeah. Right? yeah. Um, yeah I, but you're so <laughs> aware in the moment, you know. I, I think... You forget it, but like in the moment, you know what's going on around you. Fifteen minutes like later, you realize you're at your exit ramp, and <laughs> yeah. you're not. You're, you have but you're in the left that. lane, so you gotta <laughs> yeah, four like, over five lanes on ninety five. Oh, oh, drifting, oh, F, I gotta get over. Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah, I mean you could say it. You could say that. Nah, well, I could. <laughs> Only fans. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe later. <laughs> we'll we'll discuss it, but. Uh, Man, I, I have done that so many times where I have just made like a left turn or a right turn. And I'm honestly like, I've done it where it's actually worked against me where I want to get off at a prior exit, but I'm so used to getting off at the exit to go to work that uh, I go, you know, oh crap, I got to turn around and, and, and get there. So it can yeah. cut, it can cut for you and it can cut against you. But there is some kind of a phenomenon for it. It's called like, I would call. It, I mean, I would call it ghost driving, but uh, I don't know. I'll, I'll have to look into that. If there's any psychologist is, who's listening to this uh, that can explain to us uh, this phenomenon and, and why it occurs, um, I don't know if it's a neuropsychologist or a psychiatrist or a neurologist. Uh, if you're if you're a doctor or you know something about this, come on our podcast. Let us know. By the way. Uh, had a couple of good reviews on our on our podcast. I've had a couple of people say that we did we did a pretty good job. So thanks to our moms for giving us uh, those positive reviews. Um, yeah. And in the meantime, we can we can do get out of here. Yeah. Well, should you want to segue into uh, the I speaking of cars and getting over the I ninety five? One of one of you guys go first. I'll you work. Okay. I'll work toward you guys. All right. Uh, I'll finish up. But I know. There's some things that rubs you guys the wrong way, so uh, oh, yeah. whichever you, whichever one of you guys wants to take that, um, go right so, ahead. Uh, so my, I've, I found out recently that a lot of stuff pisses me off. I don't know yeah. if it's like, you know, it's, a random it, it, it's the family genetic that like we've, you know, um, we enjoy debating and yelling <laughs> like as typical an attorney family does um but one of the biggest things i found out recently that grinds my gears is people who talk on facetime or on speakerphone like out in public with no headphones and you Ooh, can hear their whole conversation i'm, I'm, kind, yeah. I'm guilty of doing it sometimes 
I, I don't uh, think we don't I'll like do you it. anymore, Shane. That's okay. That's the way it is. I'm pissed. I'm pissed at you right now. I think I'm gonna get booted off the podcast. <laughs> no, but like you just hear the whole conversation out in public, and it's loud. You don't. You I don't agree. need to hear. Either put headphones in, get it off speaker, or do it in your car. Like you don't have to be walking out in public, or if you're outside, like in the park, or in a in an outside setting, fine. But if you're in a store, in the mall, or in public, or in anywhere, like. Or there's a bunch of people. I think it's kind of rude to ha- just have your conversation, right? You know, yeah. out out in the open. Not knock it off. Stop airing your dirty yeah. laundry yeah. In, in public. Get out of here. F- so that's a good one, actually. I, I think mine would be guys or girls not re-racking weights at the gym. Oh, yeah. hate it. Tell me, like everyone has experienced that at some point, and yeah. like I call you cannot do that. I call them hunter gatherers. Well, that's a good one. They yeah, they sit there. They, they sit there. Drop they take twenty fives, thirties, and thirty fives. Don't bother to put them back. Not only that, though, people who let's say these bodybuilders or powerlifters, a lot of them are like lifting, you know, four or five plates on each side. Oh yeah, I've re-racking seen, I've the seen, bar. Yeah, yeah. I've seen guys who just leave three plates on there. They take one off on each side. Yeah. And, and then just leave. Oh, you're not supposed yeah. to do that. <laughs> I, I would say one on each side's like kind of acceptable. Yeah, like I, I would bar, leave one. If, but if you're leaving three or four, I mean, yeah. If I'm benching, I've got a 45 cool. on each side. I put it on there. I don't bother to take yeah. it off. Yeah, 45, see, that's fine. But three and four, like cool flex, if, bro. If, oh, if you saw it on there when you got on the the bench, I would probably leave the 45s on there when I'm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. But if you know. It, if somebody three leaves three plates on there on each side. Yeah, that's Didn't, a flex. You know, that's, They're flexing. Yeah. Didn't our parents tell us to put our toys back when we were done playing with them? Yeah. Well, I, yes. mean, I mean, those yes, yeah. Get, get the hell out of here. You know who needs to get the hell out of here? <laughs> Rubberneckers. How many times have you been on I-95 doing your commute? You're cruising right along, and then all of a sudden, it slows down. And you're just wondering to yourself, what's going on? And you pull up, and you you slow down for, who knows, half a mile, three-quarters of the mile, and you're wondering what's going on. And then the second you get there, of course, you see it. There's some Karen going two miles an hour, <laughs> staring in a car accident like it's the first time she's ever seen one. Hey, dummy, I got news for you. Vehicle one hit vehicle two. There might be some damage. Amazing. It's a car accident. It's happened there are hundreds of them that happen every day. Sometimes someone has to go to urgent care. Sometimes someone gets a little shaken up. It happens hundreds of times a day. And you know what? You might have even been involved one in one yourself. And you know what else? Someone might have slowed down to five miles an hour to watch you because you got in a car accident. And you, they sit there and they stare at you because they don't have half a brain. People staring at car accidents while I'm trying to get home. Stop it. Let me get home on my own time. Get the hell out of here. Episode three coming up. Ha, 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 oh, man. It's a taco. You're welcome. <laughs>